welcome to the last episode of the Reflective Podcast series based on the DSAI Summer School um, from 2021 that was based on changing climates and challenges in research and development. And we're thrilled to be joined on this session by uh, our keynote speaker of the entire Summer School, which is Professor Honor Fagan from Maynooth University. Uh, Honor, thank you so much for, for joining us and giving us some more of your time over this, I know, very busy period. And I'm also joined uh, once more by the lovely co-convener and co-organizer of the summer school this year who is Kira Finnegan um, so an absolute welcome to, to both and it's great to have you here and also you know very conversational very casual so feel free to interrupt and and you know jump across me at any point in time you know so first of all just to give uh, the title um, of honors keynote address that was delivered as part of the summer school was weathering the challenges of discipline uh, in uh, transdisciplinarity in the sustainable sciences I mean, I think for me anyway, that particular session of all 12 sessions was one of the most interesting. Um, like I said, I still have all my notes. I was like a first year on my first day of school again, nearly. I was writing so much. It was just, it was really kind of eye-opening to me in ways that there was so much mentioned that I never thought about going forward. You know, even the term transdisciplinarity was really new to me, you know, moving beyond interdisciplinary to transdisciplinary. It was just, it was really fascinating to me. And I think one of the, the comments that was made that really stood out to me was, you know, single disciplines cannot address the major issues of our time by ourselves. And this is why, you know, transdisciplinarity is so important going forward and why it has such great results that we see. So I was just wondering, Anna, if you might want to um, comment on that. Um, I'm glad that uh, it, it was an eye opener be, because I think that's very, very important. I think the way the academy was organised was that uh, it was basically single disciplines. That, that's going back a long way. And, you know, the PhD is all about basically being an apprentice to that very specific discipline and learning its language, learning its methodologies. So as the world has uh, been impacted by the way the humans have, I suppose, by, through their own production, almost destroyed the, the resources that are out there, we see we're kind of uh, in a place of crisis uh, in, environmentally. We're also in a crisis socially. So basically, uh, those of us who believe that um, transformation, not reform, is necessary would say, well, then the academy has to be transformed. And so therefore, a lot of people are coming uh, into um, uh, the conference, such as the excellent one that you organized, the workshops and that, coming from a saturation uh, in their own discipline, even if it is international studies, uh, which is, I suppose, uh, interdisciplinary by nature anyway. Yeah. They still, uh, they're still coming in with a strength in a discipline and probably a strength even in a subject. So the, the idea is of uh, transdisciplinarity or why maybe it shocked people uh, is that we have this idea now that to actually take on the real challenges that are out there in a transformative way. Because, as I say, the environment and society has gone so far. Uh, we need to actually change the academy quite a bit and how we do things. So transdisciplinarity isn't about not doing good, you know, uh, being a good student of your subject. It's about how you can work with your subject through other actors in society and on world problems while reflecting on it at the same time. So I guess people are used to working at a disciplinary level or interdisciplinary level. 
And I mean, subject matters, particularly within the Faculty of Social Science, I mean, we come in contact with each other. But the, the idea that transdisciplinarity is pushing at the moment and why it's being funded is that we, uh, and indeed all the research programs are being funded now, is about the sustainable development goals and literally sustaining our planet while reaching uh, goals of equality at, at the same time. So we, we have to change how we do things. We have to move to trans, well, at least interdisciplinarity, but we have to actually, in our academy, make an impact on the, 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 the crisis that is out there. So I suppose there's always an urgency that's felt um, by students when you come in and you give that kind of talk. It's basically, it's now. <laughs> is I, I really think that was true, yeah. And when just to pick up on what you said there, like it was really interesting to me as well that like you described transdisciplinarity as a methodology that's the way to think about it you know there's that's how to think about it in a way that it really does help you do this research and be a part of it it's a really exciting area I think yeah definitely when we were actually we had a session with some of the students for feedback yesterday and I think one of them said their main takeaway point was the kind of immediacy and the fact that it's now and change needs to happen now and that I suppose they came in not particularly being aware of like the immediacy of the situation and the immediacy of the need for like change not in general but also in like how they approach research how they're going to approach work I thought that was like really good that that came across to them because I think that's what they like especially your keynote they didn't realize and now they kind of might be a bit more aware of of the immediacy of the situation and um, I just wanted to ask Honor I know in your keynote specifically you were speaking about kind of this transdisciplinarity between social sciences and hard sciences because there's a lot of uh, funding available with regards to transdisciplinarity with the hard sciences and um, do you kind of see um, transdisciplinarity occurring in other areas, maybe not just with the uh, hard sciences, with regards to the sustainable development goals or development, or like where would you like to see transdisciplinarity go? Like, I suppose, in regards to areas or fields? Well, I, I think where we have been working on sustainability or sustainability goals, or for example, the whole funding for international development. Previously, we have been working, you know, at interdisciplinary ways, uh, and we have we have moved the academy forward quite a bit in relation to those. So, for example, something like gender studies can only be done in an interdisciplinary fashion. International development studies can only be done in an international in an interdisciplinary fashion. We literally, you know, get people who are, you know, know the politics of a place. We get economists who know the economy of a place. We get gender specialists in. So we're quite used to working in an interdisciplinary way when we work on things. But yet there does, uh, I think that there has been an incredible divide between the natural sciences and the social sciences and the humanities, because this is why I say, well, think of transdisciplinarity as a methodology, because their methodological approaches are clashing. They are, they're conflicting. They're, they're not the same approach. Like much, much of social science has about has been about a movement away from the objectivity or the natural science laws, et cetera. And then within the natural sciences, they've been moving away from those more towards kind of chaos theory. Um, so, uh, so the most exciting thing at the moment is that we are being pressed to work together, which causes that kind of clash of methodologies that I think genuine learning can emanate from, right? 
So where I would like to see transdisciplinarity going is um, more or less, hopefully, and this is me being very positive and thinking critically, as a corrective to uh, what the natural sciences have been doing in the name of development. So they're going out there doing incredible, you know, technological innovations, etc. But uh, as we know, they're changing the world all right, but someone has to be working on the negative effects of those and somebody has to be thinking of the social effects of those. So we simply can't let these, we know, we know, to, I mean, international development studies tells us, if nothing else, to don't let the progress uh, discourse, you know, of capitalism or development go ahead without a checking, without a countering. And so I would hope that the progress of transdisciplinarity or the way that it could go um, would, would be that uh, scientists and social sciences are working together to make the world a better place in terms of equity and sustainability. Now, I don't think you know, neither can do it alone. Natural scientists can't do it alone and social scientists can't do it alone. Um, in, in a world that is so technologically dependent and yeah, production yeah. dependent because of, you know, our populations and the progress we've made in that way, we have to work together. So I would like to see, but that's only a wish, uh, <laughs> trans critical scholars getting involved in transdisciplinarity as a corrective to neoliberal capitalism and the goals of, you know, technological innovation, etc. So that's where I would like to see it. But uh, being a realist, I would say that when I actually talk to critical scholars who have been, you know, rolled in to be involved in technological-led or natural science-led research programs who are, who, whose objective would be to uh, impact uh, the sustainable development goals, we are finding it very tough going. There's a sense that the natural scientists are learning, you know, a lot from us in terms of, oh, what does inclusion mean? How do you do this? Why is it their business? You know, why is gender their business, et cetera? Um, but at the same time, it's pretty hard going um, for um, the social sciences. And there's a lot of frustration out there, which I think will begin to emerge in, in academic articles. So I would like it at its best. It can be a corrective to that you know, kind of open goal of development um, and can push, if the critical scholars are involved, it can push, put sustainability and equity into the equation in terms of where we're going. But in all truth, the, the, the likelihood is that, uh, you know, a lot of social science can just be used to legitimate more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's, it's really, really is interesting. And I mean, I don't think it's a too optimistic outlook. I mean, I, I hope it's not, but then again, maybe I do live with rose colored glasses probably more times than not. Um, it's, it just really is really interesting. And actually just maybe for, for one final point of, of discussion, it's something you kind of alluded to a little bit there. And it's something that I'm always very interested in um, when I'm thinking of research projects and especially any of the attendees that might be very new to, to, this, to these research projects. So I'm just wondering, um, would you have a piece of salient advice for becoming involved in these research projects? What are the important things maybe to look for in partnerships or in collaboration that you have found um, that, that could work to support transdisciplinarity you know do you find a project that you're really interested in first or would you say find a group that you know you would work really well with or find a discipline that your discipline might collaborate really well in or, or what would be the starting point would you suggest to, to these like early 
career researchers um, wanting to be involved in this route of research? That's a, that's a very good question. And Kira, your last question was very good and very theoretical. And now we're getting very practical. practical. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're really putting you to work this morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> What do you poor souls do who are starting out? That's how I'll, that's how I'll take the question, dear. What is it almost do? Like I teach qualitative researching to, um, to PhD students. So I say, okay, you've been submerged in a discipline or you're trying to submerge yourself. You're trying to get used to the literature. You're trying to read into it and you're trying to feel it. But as well as doing that, you have to feel yourself and your own interests and actually kind of say, think to think to myself, what do I see out there that I think that I think is a possibility? It's something good. Like, you know, there's actually something really there's, there's something that kind of needs to happen that's happening. And it could be that, you know, from your own observations or reading the newspaper that you see, OK, a mobile phone in an agricultural labourer's hand is, you know, the best thing that I can think. If I was in that space and I was trying to set up a women's network, you know, like in, uh, in, in farm worker women in India, like what's, what's a great thing that they really need? So kind of start there thinking really practically. If you're in the situation, you want to change that situation. What's a nice thing that's out there that would help that? So it could go from a piece of technology like a phone or it could go, in my case, like it was just water. I would have a dread of doing without water. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, to see people having to live their lives um, without water, when life is like water, they'll need to say, okay, you know, people need water. This isn't okay, you know, people need clean water. So in that case, you know, I was just keeping an eye out. It was about, it was about you know, why can't governments get piped water to people? Like it's, it's quite straightforward. We have it, so yeah, yeah. Why, why can't it be piped? And anyway, with the change to urbanisation, it's easier to get more people within reach of water. So you've got to think yourself. You've got to just use your practical brain and kind of say what's out there that's nice. That's one way of looking at it. Uh, what's the thing that you think will tip things over? And a lot of us are educationalists, so we think, okay, it's an education programme. I often tell people, well, study up because you can teach an awful lot of people on the ground. But if you get to teach the people who are making the policies in the first place, you'll get where you want to go quicker. So it's a matter of using the resources that you have as a university, as a researcher, to actually, you know, get the input from the research offices. These, these, these calls are happening all of the time. It's a matter of, you know, seeing who's doing something that you like in your own university. Read what these scientists are doing. Look at what they're invent inventing, you know, and see what, what, you know, what's the strength here and, and how would you like to participate in that? Go to the talks. Exactly what you're doing at the minute through this conference. Like, you know, I know it's kind of geared towards PhD students, but if you keep that talk going and you stay talking to the people who are giving the talks, uh, you look around your own university, well, what are we getting known for? What are our inventions there? What's, what are we adding in the natural sciences mix? So then you have your colleagues there straight away. But you're in the university, so the structures are there to support you with ideas around research. 
but there's so many they'll blow your mind so you've got to go back yeah yeah (laughs) what am I good at what am I interested in what have I you know read that I think is an amazing intervention and it can be from okay I'll do the educational program on this or I'll do the gender empowerment in this and I'll connect up with these other people but uh, your research offices actually organize a lot of uh, events and you're on the list for those so the idea is not to get overwhelmed. The idea is not to get overwhelmed, yeah. but get your, your your own PhD research out there. And uh, when you go to conferences, you'll just actually, you know, see people out there doing it. But single, very simple. Let me not wander too far from uh, the question. <laughs> the most single, simplest um, thing for a, a, a person beginning on the research train in international development is to get to know the scientists, the natural scientists and what they're doing. That's just, you mightn't have thought of it before, but now you have to think about it because most research is going towards developing or you know, meeting the challenges of the sustainable development goals. You're an internationalist, an international development scholar. So you can actually, they're developing something. Now, can I help place that into the context of a different of a different world of a, of, a, of wherever your focus is on in, in in your own research of course and bringing your voice to to that research which is incredible thank you so much honor and we won't keep it any longer i mean we're thrilled to have had you join us for this kind of reflective piece and we've had the the, the great opportunity to project a little bit forward too and again um just to, to also say that you know your your keynote was it really was eye-opening and it really was quite inspirational especially for early career researchers um, and people that don't know where to go next i mean the feedback we had for the keynote was amazing i'm sure they won't mind we had um an episode that we recorded earlier with a couple of the different attendees student attendees one of them in particular spoke at length about your session and how eye-opening it was i mean this was an undergraduate student and even commented on the fact that there was a little bit of a fangirl moment which was lovely saying that you know um at that keynote i was able to ask professor fagan a question and get an answer from her it was it was a really um interesting thing to see you know um, and it just shows that it was great to bring these kind of all these different levels of minds together and really kind of give that opportunity to to students to kind of really think about research and where to go and that there is a whole world of research out there um, that's just waiting to be kind of done so it was brilliant so once again thank you so much for for your time at the summer school and for joining us to reflect on it now.